It's Thursday night, and that means another episode of Hardcore Honeys presents hashtag NBA Twitter. We are one week into the resumption of basketball. I got to tell you, I watched so much basketball this week. It was a little bit crazy. I'm actually taking a day off of basketball today. My Raptors so, aren't playing. Hey, my Raptors aren't playing, so I'm allowed. <laughs> so... I'm taking a little break. I'm going to get some other stuff done tonight. How about you, Taylor? How's, how's your week been? I've been I've been trying to get as much as I can. The thing is, like, the way my work schedule is, like, by the time I get home with everything, like, yeah. there's, like, a game and a half left. So yeah, I'm not And it's getting... a lot of early games. So if you, yes, if you have to work. I, I understand why they have to do early games. So I'm, like, not getting mad with that. But. It's frustrating because I can't catch. So I try to catch NBA TV doing replays of them. So that's yeah. how I'm getting it. But don't you have a DVR? You just record everything. Yeah, that cost that. <laughs> that would be too easy. <laughs> time and effort in effort and time. I just you only have to set it up once. I set mine up three seasons ago to tape everything NBA basketball. So everything that airs gets taped. Boom. That's it. It takes time and effort, effort and time. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into our show tonight. First of all, before we get started, this episode of Hardcore Honeys Presents NBA Twitter is brought to you by Kangaroo. Kangaroo is was created to ensure that everyone has access to home security. Every product Kangaroo makes starts with three simple questions. Is it simple? Can it be produced at a price that everyone can afford? Is it secure? Well, with Kangaroo, you never pay for unnecessary bells and whistles and you know your data is going to be secure. The front door security kit is a simple setup with no tools or tech geeks required. If you have Wi-Fi and a smartphone, you can use Kangaroo. Go to heykangaroo.com to learn more and start keeping your home safe today. And be sure to use Ring Dong for 20% off any Kangaroo complete subscription order. So that code is R-I-N-G-D-O-N-G. -G. All right, let us get into our episode today. We've got some fun tweets for you. I've done a little bit of tweaking, so hopefully you'll be able to see the tweets a little bit easier now. So our first tweet comes from at Lucas goat he's saying harden only got six points this is from august 4th luca dropped a triple double on the kings earlier with 34 points 14 assists and 20 rebounds video game numbers so this was just generally like just looking for a reaction have you had a chance to see the mavs play this week i mean i'm watching them right now on tnt yeah um is this the first game you've seen since the recent? No, I've happened? been if there's any team that I'm keeping my eye out for, it is the Mavs. Yeah. Just because I do I'm such a Luca fan and I'm such a Porzingis fan. Yeah. So and then also I do like Dwight Powell. They have a lot of like players that don't have necessarily get like a lot of attention, but like yeah. they're still like if I could get them on my team, I'd be like, ooh, yes. 
But I mean, the, the combination of all of them together is oh, they are really going good. to be if they can get one more, like they are going to be something special. But like even Tim Hardaway Jr., like he's solid for them. He's yeah. found a home, and Rick Carlisle. I don't think he gets enough. I don't think he gets enough credit. He had a dunk. Um, I can't remember what day it was, but since they restarted, I can't even remember who they were playing against. I just remember seeing him go for this dunk, and I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't even know he had that. No, yeah. He's – he, yeah, under underappreciated. But, no, I follow Definitely. that Dallas Mavs. Porzingis going up for oh, – pull up. Nah, that sucked. Um, <laughs> but the, the when I saw those Luka numbers, like – that looks like the numbers I put up with a created player I have. And I watched a little bit of that. And it's so effortless. Like I think LeBron James or other players do it. It's, it almost looks like, I think the smoothest player I've ever watched with Tracy McGrady. I think he's a less lanky Tracy McGrady. Just because I noticed that too. The older, the older, bigger players, like you can almost see the strain of, of getting those numbers. And with Luca, it's like I can check the stats part way through a game and be like, oh crap, I didn't even realize. Yeah, like be like, since when did he since when did he have 20 points? Exactly. And I I don't know, those underrated understated kind of producers, I always like those guys. Like I don't feel like it has to be I don't like it more if it's flashy, I guess I should say. Like, I like it just as much if it's quiet and, I mean, because points is points, right? They, they're worth yeah. the same if it's flashy or not. Mm-hmm. So. And he just, he makes, but, it, he does it both. He yeah. does it both. And just think also the 20 rebounds. Yeah. And not, I mean, there's a handful of them where those were offensive still too. Like, so like mm-hmm. he's everywhere on the court. He's a, so, like, yeah, you can't stop him. I'm so excited to see his next few seasons because yes, there's very I think few he's players. got a lot more. I think he's got a lot more to give. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. All right, let's head on to our next tweet from Roland Z, at Roland ZA24. I understand the dislike for Mello, but to act like this guy was a scrub that didn't belong on a team is outright asinine. Then again, that was mostly the hashtag NBA Twitter scouts. You who know are qualified because they know how to read graphs. At the end of the day, hoop is hoop. So I have I have some thoughts on this. I'm I'm gonna let you go first and tell me what you think. I about that take. He's he's no scrub. I like I mean he's far from what Mello used to be. But the guy, if for me, I would be putting him. I mean in De- uh, Portland situation, I see why he's starting. But personally, I would try to see if I could get him off the bench. Because usually when I think of like a major bench player, I'm thinking a guy that just buckets. That's all I right. need from him. And that's what Melo does. That's what he Five did the other night. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So he like he they did get one of the more clutch players to at least maybe not necessarily shoot it, but be a legit threat to be like, oh, he can hit that game winner on us. Yeah. If he gets I mean, as he just did the other night, pretty sure. So it, the guy's right. I didn't think his situation in uh, Oklahoma City was right. I didn't think his situation in uh, Houston was right either. Um, I just think it was he needed to go to a team with less attention so he could just focus on 
being mellow right now. And like as much as Portland does get attention with Dame and McCollum, it's not like if you're on a team with Harden or on a yeah. team with PG and Russell Westbrook. Those are big market names yeah. just because of the players. So what's your take, Jay? So I had a little bit of a different take when he was between teams after Houston. Um, and it was never that I thought he couldn't score buckets. Mello's always like Mello is going to be able to score buckets in 15 years from now. That's what. Oh, he yeah. Does. I hope he does the big three. But my thing was there was a different reason he couldn't find a home. He has had attitude problems in every team he's been on. And at some point that affects your ability to play. So a lot of people were like, oh, he deserves to be in the NBA. He deserves to be on a team. I'm like, well, if he did, somebody would have signed him. And there are different ways to not deserve to be on a team. Yeah, Like not being able to score is not the only way to not deserve to be on a team. He's become and a better rebounder. That's true. That is something he's learned to, to do. That, that stuff seems to be in the past, but you know, he was that guy for a long time that didn't want to play in a limited role. He didn't want to play off mm -hmm. the bench, even though that was the best place for him. Those, so yeah. there, there were legitimate reasons that he didn't deserve to be signed. Just none of them had to do with the ability to score points. The expectations he had for the teams to give him the opportunities were a little unfair with it. Right, exactly. And I knew, like, so he had bounced, like, so he didn't play really with Houston and then that one lone season, Oklahoma City, and him not being on a team. I knew eventually he was going to get signed. Who I didn't know just because he has so many buddies still in the league right now that in a second they'd be like, hey, Mello. We need someone else so we can get that ring. Yeah. Let's get over here. So I, mean, I, I don't think Portland's his best shot at that. No, but yeah, that's what I was a little confused with was like, you know that this is a team where like that Western Conference Finals was a bit of a fluke, right? Like yeah, exactly. And I mean, maybe he thinks he's gonna be the the difference maker, so it's not a fluke, but I'm not sold. I'm not sold on it. Nope. Neither am I. All right, let's move on to our next tweet. This one comes from PSD News. Lou Williams addresses Magic City Trip. This is a quote. I did read this article. He, Lou Williams says, it wasn't the best quality decision. So what do you think of that response from Lou Williams? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like it's not, like what's he trying to say? Is he saying like, "Hey, that place I went to was really crappy," or <laughs> being like, "I've been to way better strip clubs." No, like, he's talking about his decision making. Okay, like that's what there. I just wanted to make sure with it, but because I just thought like maybe he was disappointed in the strip clubs of Orlando. No, that's like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Thinking of a Lou Williams, like I mean, I could see him do the other thing because he's professional like that. Still, I mean, sort of. But I just that I just was my curiosity it was with an, it. I just thought it was such an understatement. It wasn't the best quality decision. Oh no, yeah, he needs like, to be like, no, whoa. this is this was just overall just dumb on my part. Yeah, like I screwed up. 
it was a bad decision, like not the best quality decision. Like that, that implies that you could have made a worse decision. Oh I mean, yeah. I feel like the only worst decision he could have made was if he had the lap dance without social distancing. Well, and then um, also <laughs> apologize to your team. Yes. Apologize to your team because, because of that, you weren't able to be there for them. For the in first two games, games that they could have used his his points. That, oh, yeah, that exactly. Lakers game for sure. That's what I was just saying. That Lakers game, just even having him on the court would allow, if not him, other players to get points because there's the threat of Lou. We got to double up, up on so him. Much. Yep. Yep. Dumb, really dumb, dumb. I'm really torn with this Clippers Dallas game I'm watching because I have Clippers winning it all. But I also love Dallas. Yeah. yeah, I hate those games. Ooh, you can still root for Dallas, though. I no, oh, yeah, I still Dallas. am. This is a win-win situation <laughs> for me. Gotcha. All right, let is, let's go on to our next tweet for tonight. Uh, my screen there. This is from at VegasVine777. So we've talked a lot about the Grizzlies and... You and I, uh, between the live show and the regular Hardcore Honeys recordings, have been saying Memphis really has to have a serious breakdown to be in jeopardy of losing that eighth spot. And that kind of looks like exactly what's been happening. So Christopher's saying Jaron Jackson is out for the season. Um, he's talking in terms of trading cards, but I want to talk in terms of the team. Whose who's opportunity to step up? He's mentioning Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark, or I would say Valachunas, because yeah. he is, he can get you 20 points. Oh, yeah. And he can get you 9, 10 rebounds. I think I consider him a younger, better version of Ennis Cantor. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to expect was... much on the defensive end. No, not too much. Offensively. He's not an outright liability, but he's not going to be the guy you rely on to get you stocks. Oh. Oh, yeah, exactly. But his footwork on the offensive end is yeah. one, top five in the league for me. I mean, he was averaging a double-double the season he was traded from Toronto. He, and it was he, he's had some years where it was just like, you're borderline all-star right now. Like, yeah. you have the numbers for it. You just may not be in the situation for it. But yeah. he's one of those other players that I really like that I feel like goes under the radar a lot. Agreed. Totally but agree. I'd say him, Clark. Yeah, just primarily those two with it. Those oh, are there. And Jarrett is Jarrett Jackson still playing? Because there's Jaron Jackson and then Jarrett Jackson. Well, that's not confusing at all. I don't. Uh, right? This one is saying Jaron. I don't know about Jarrett Jackson. <laughs> I'd have to. I have to look into that. But yeah, that's all kinds of confusing on the same team, like. They must, they must like, somebody must call their names and both then both go, what? All the time. <laughs> I'm just checking out. It right yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jaron Jackson and Jarrett. That's too funny. <laughs> You know, it's just I'm typing in Jarrett and it's bringing up Jaron. So okay, oh, so I guess I only have the one. Jar okay. Jared. Okay. All right. Let's let's look at our next tweet. This one is you might have to think 
you might have to think a minute on this one. It's a little bit of ranking going on. It comes from at sabd28. I want to see something. Rank these five shooting guards from best to worst. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, Drew Holiday. Okay. So who you got fifth? Best, Bradley Beal. One is Bradley Beal. Who's two? Best is Bradley Beal. Um, two, hot take, Drew Holiday. Okay. Because he still gets you 10. He can still get you 20 points, but then he's also going to be able to get you seven assists. He's going to get you five rebounds, and he's going to get you two steals, and he's going to be guarding the best player the entire night. So better all-around game puts him ahead of Booker for you? Dobby that Mitchell. is why. Yeah. That is, Booker is an amazing talent, especially I've seen through this bubble stuff. Yes. But I'm not seeing it. Grant, I haven't seen every single game of his and stuff. I'm still not seeing it on the defensive end. So right. that is one thing where Drew Holiday, you're getting both sides of the ball and everything. So like I said, hot take with it. People are not okay. going to be happy with it. And I see why they do Devin Booker. But Devin Booker is a close third. Okay, so then who you got between Donovan Shea, Mitchell, Donovan, and then Shea last, and I got Chai Gilgrist Alexander, whatever his name is. <laughs> I say it like that just because I've never really have seen him play too often. He's always been okay. injured when I've tried to watch him. Oh, uh, the, the the Thunder games have been really entertaining in the bubble. They and that's what I've been hearing. I did yeah. see. I watched a little bit one night, and Stephen Adams had a scary fall. Yes, I was watching that. Yeah, that one. I was like, no, because Stephen Adams. There's I another player. Love him. me some Stephen Adams. Yeah. God, I love Aquaman. <laughs> and that's it's so uncanny how much he looks like. Oh, him. yeah. And I so mean that funny. the best way possible. Jason yeah, Momoa yeah. is hot. Me and my fiance, she's talked about it. We're like, yeah, we both agree. I mean – yeah. <laughs> yeah. My fiance, she's just like, it's okay if you think he's hot. I'm like, good, because I do. Not saying I do anything, but now I'll look at him and be like, mm, I get you. I get why people like you. Exactly. All right. Steven Adams, gonna, I get why people like you. We're going to check out our last tweet from the night. This comes from Josh Eberly. He is a big Canadian NBA personality. He writes for uh, Hoops Mag. Um, he's worked for NBA Canada. So he's quoting something from The Athletic that I thought was super interesting. Um, part of one of LeBron's post-game interviews, uh, he posted this nine hours ago. So this is probably from last night. And he was um, answering a question about the Lakers' rhythm on offense. So I've been a bit torn with the Lakers because – I'm not sure if they've looked so uninspiring because they just don't care about the seeding games or because they're just not playing all that well. So I found this comment very telling. Uh, LeBron said, it's just some things that you can't control that's here and I really don't want to talk about that's off the floor. So um, after that comment, apparently this writer wrote something down on a piece of paper and handed it to LeBron, and LeBron said, hell nah. So in, in, in any case, it sounds like what I'm getting out of this is there's something going on maybe in the locker room that's affecting them. Is that what you're getting from that as well? 
That's what I'm thinking. It's okay. What player is this? Is it's sounding quite similar, not the exact same thing. Ooh, Duca, Luca. Um, it's not the same thing that happened that last year in Cleveland when he was like, I have everyone I want. Oh, I don't want that anymore. Let's trade them all. Like, I'm right. not saying it's to that extent, but I think that there's a couple players that he's got or some coaching that he's got that he's not too happy about anymore. I only say that because that's his history. It might be something completely different, but I think it's something to do with that because you're right. It doesn't it doesn't look like they're trying really or if they, that they're focused. Yeah. It's like it's a lot of sloppiness. Yeah. Like and even still- though LeBron has that ability to turn it on, I don't think everybody on that roster does. In fact, I'm sure everybody on that roster doesn't because we've had that conversation about how it seems like the Lakers strategy is to find all the NBA misfits and bring them all together and hope LeBron can manage all of it. That right. you know the other thing, like he can turn it off and on like that. He can yeah. do that. He's allowed to do that because he can do that. But Every other player besides, like, minus, like, Anthony Davis, like, they need that leadership to kind of start it off. When yeah. LeBron doesn't turn it on, I'm not saying he's still not a leader, but he's not the best leader he can be, which then right. leaves a lasting impression if it's not till the end of the game where you start taking it seriously and the rest of your team's been half-assing it the entire game. Right, because by the end were, of the game, it might be too late. Like in some of these matchups, as you get going into the playoffs, and you know LeBron's not going to leave it till the end of the game, but like I think habits matter, and bad habits—it's a it, to me—it's a bad habit to not go out there and give it your full effort every time you step on the floor. Like being tired and not having it to give is different than just saying, "Eh, not going to do it tonight." Yep, and I think those habits. Those are not habits of championship teams. That's what LeBron's been able to do in the past. He's been younger. He's had fewer boneheads all on the same team than he has now on the Lakers. Um, I would still say and Caruso and some of those guys are nominal players. Danny Green's not shooting well. So disappointed me. Yeah, you know what? I was I was. I was watching that first Lakers game and as a Raptors fan, I, I I couldn't refrain making this joke on Twitter, even though I really liked Danny Green in Toronto. I was like, oh, Danny Green's threes on vacation. It must be getting close to playoff time. He had and, like one serious lights out playoffs and yeah, then has kind yeah. of, he's kept that title, even though it's dipped a little bit just because yeah, of that. I mean, in the season last season he shot lights out all season and then the playoffs came and it was like where's danny's three it's gone where where did it go and i love him though so, i love i would kill to have him on the timberwolves he would probably he would do really well he would be a great personality for a team like the Timberwolves. oh yeah great personality and like i mean we need some we need a three and d player that's one of the biggest things yeah. we need so get that oh he's the that's that's what he's in the league for is that yeah. so yeah. that kind of works but yeah well those are our tweets for the week one week of basketball down um what's the date so the playoffs start on the 16th so 10 days out so we'll have one more episode before the beginning of the playoffs 
and we'll be a few days out. Make sure you tune in next week because we have a lot going on here at Hardcore Honeys. And we're going to have some announcements on our live stream. We might even have a third person on the live stream. You'll have to tune in and see how that works out. You weren't supposed but to say that. What? We already said it on our we already said it on the episode of the podcast true. that was published true. yesterday. We just true, said true. it wasn't a name. So chill, Taylor. <laughs> okay, okay. I just wanted to give a surprise. We have a couple other things going on that will be complete surprise. Prizes. That's not the only thing. So make sure you tune in. Until then, enjoy the basketball. So much basketball all day long. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>